Welcome to RTHK on Internet Podcast Corner. Well, the basic idea sounds quite silly, which is that you can learn history from drinking,、um, but it's actually much more serious than it sounds. It turns out that if you if you look at history, there are these dominant drinks in each period、um, that have、uh, actually had surprisingly. Far-reaching historical effects, and、um, perhaps that's surprising, but perhaps that shouldn't be because drinking is a, is literally vital. It's a neat idea. Does it, is, is it original idea?、Um, originally, I was going to do a history of the world through wine, and I was very interested. I knew the Romans and the Greeks were really into wine, and that their their wine was very different from ours.、Um, And they would drink it mixed with water. And then I knew that Charlemagne liked wine. So originally, I went and looked at which wines were popular in different periods.、Um, and then I discovered that actually the history of wine is not terribly interesting after about the 13th century.、Um, and uh, and also, if you start to look at what famous people throughout history drank, there were different drinks that popped up at different times. You know, the arrival of coffee in Europe in the 17th century was was hugely significant,、um, and happened just as intellectual activity was really taking off with the scientific revolution. Revolution and then the Enlightenment in the 18th century, for example.、Uh, then the Egyptians and the Mesopotamians were really into beer. So、uh, once I started to sort of map out who drank what when, I noticed that it did. Fall quite neatly into different drinks in different periods that aligned with different historical forces. So that's why I've got the six drinks in the book, and they are in chronological order: beer, wine, spirits, coffee, tea, cola. It's very neat, isn't it? I suppose people would have thought that originally people drank mostly water, but that's not really true, is it? Well, it depends what you mean by originally. I mean, for most of human history, that's what people have drunk. If you go back to, you know, when anatomically modern humans appeared.、Um, but my book、uh, is really obviously. Concentrating on the last ten thousand years or so, and what starts to happen when、uh, agriculture is adopted and people start to settle down, you very rapidly have this problem that、um, you didn't have as a hunter-gatherer, which is that you get contaminated water when you're all living in the same place. The water very quickly gets contaminated,、um, and in fact, beer.、Uh, Wasn't necessarily a deliberate response to that, but it certainly became popular as a result of the fact that when you make beer, you boil the water and you kill any nasties that are in there.、Um, and so、uh, it would have meant that when you had settled communities, those that knew how to make beer or had a culture of drinking beer would have had an advantage over those that didn't. And、uh, so beer is the earliest drink, and it goes right back to、uh, before the dawn of civilization, before writing.、Uh, it may go back even before agriculture itself. In fact, some people think agriculture was taken up in order to guarantee. The beer supply. So beer is the most ancient of these drinks, and in fact, many of the other drinks also act as water purification technologies. There's some great beer stories, aren't there, to bring out the next time you're in the pub about how the original recipe, the first recipe in the world is for beer and things like that. Yes,、this. the oldest written recipe in the world is for beer, and in fact, if you look at the earliest written documents in the world, which are the cuneiform tablets from Mesopotamia, they are ration lists, and they are、uh, people are giving out rations of bread and beer and、uh, and meat and onions and things like this. And then my favourite example is. That the、uh, the guys who built the pyramids were actually paid in bread and beer, and again the、uh, the payment records exist, and they were given us something like eight pints of beer and four loaves of bread a day. I get the impression that before coffee was widespread, most people in Europe must have been drunk most of the time. Well, it depends what you mean by drunk.、Um, people did drink alcoholic drinks throughout the day, which seems odd. Nowadays, because we have this, you know, coffee in the morning sort of thing, and someone who drinks alcohol before lunchtime is generally, you know, someone who has a problem with with、uh, drinking too much.、Um, so, 
it, by modern standards, it does seem rather odd, but it actually made a lot of sense. Um, people would, you know, the Greeks and the Romans would have wine for breakfast, and what else were they going to drink? There wasn't any coffee, um, and they'd mix it with water, so it'd be quite diluted. Um, and there was also, there was small beer, which was a much weaker kind of beer, that was given to the children, so in, in from ancient, ancient Egypt onwards, you know, everyone was drinking beer, including the children. Um, so it, it was a different style of drinking, um, and the drinks were, there were less alcoholic versions of alcoholic uh, beverages, um, and people were just used to drinking more. I mean, if you look at the um, the average, uh, the Roman soldiers were given a litre of wine a day, which they would have diluted. Um, similarly, the workers on the Duomo in Florence were given, a, uh, their ration was a litre of wine a day. Now, you'd have thought they would be sort of tottering around on the scaffolding, um, but actually it was a very wise move to give them water, uh, sorry, to give them wine, because they could then uh, dilute the water with it, they'd be less likely to get ill, and actually a litre of wine spread out over the, over the day is, is not that much. 